What's going on, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. This week was not a good week if you were a UB football fan as the UB Bulls drop their second straight game, this time to a lesser opponent in FCS Holy Cross. Find out my reactions in this upcoming episode. Stick around and let's have some fun. Well, that was embarrassing. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Before we get into that absolutely embarrassing game by UB, remember to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. Also, remember to check out my Teespring store. Help out this channel by checking it out and buy some merch. Link is in the description below. After a very, very difficult week one the opponent being in the top 40, ranked in the top 40 in the NCAA, playing against Maryland. Everyone kind of knew that that was going to be a loss for Buffalo, but a good first test and a very tough test to start the season. And they were supposed to come home against an FCS opponent in Holy Cross. Well, yes, they are a ranked FCS team. They are FCS nonetheless. And it was supposed to be a win and a win that they should easily win. Not only did they lose against an FCS team in Holy Cross, they lost in the worst possible way on a Hail Mary play. The Bulls had a 14-point lead at one point and somehow squandered that away. And FCS Holy Cross actually ended up taking a lead 31-28 to against the Bulls. The Bulls miraculously came back and ended up tying the game on an absolutely booming kick by UB's kicker, who nailed a 52-yarder, and we all thought it was going into overtime. But wait, holy fucking cross is allowed to march down the field. They had three safeties 30 yards downfield playing prevent defense instead of just trusting their power five talent that they just brought in to assure your secondary. And they basically just gave Holy Cross an opportunity to get into range for a Hail Mary play. And not only that, on the Hail Mary play... It was 1v4, 1v4, and the Bulls still couldn't knock it down against what is supposed to be lesser talent, and they still, they still could not find a way to win the game. That is embarrassing. This is a low point in Coach Moe's career, and a lot of people say, well, you know, pump the brakes, hold your horses. Lance Leipold lost to Albany in his second year, a year in which they went 2-10. and And I counter with Lance Leipold doesn't have the amount of talent that Mo Linguist has in Buffalo right now. Buffalo was ranked the 33rd best recruiting class in the nation. In the nation. They brought in 11, 11 Power 5 players to play for UB, 
only to give up 37 fucking points to FCS Holy Cross. If that doesn't scream there's a problem, not really sure what else does. Not only that, but it was brought to my attention also that I believe that was a year that UB had one of their players, Solomon Jackson, die on the field, which led to a lot of players basically calling off for the rest of the season. Like UB had just so many difficult things going on that season, and they won two games, and that's a horrible season. But then again, you've seen what Lance Leipold was all about. And my big argument also against them uh, not giving up essentially on Leipold after he lost to Albany in his second year is the fact that he has a winning pedigree. Like Lance Leipold has a, had a track record of being successful as a head coach, albeit at the, or albeit at the division three level, he won multiple national championships and lost six games. He had the pedigree that he could potentially turn this around. He has been successful as a head coach. There is none of that to fall back on with Coach Maurice Linguist. None of it. Nothing to fall back on that would suggest, outside of him being a fantastic recruiter, which I will give him that, he is a fantastic recruiter. He has brought in guys the caliber of like Justin Marshall that I never thought would come to a place like UB. Fantastic job. I give credit where credit is due. And right now, Mo Linguist has not earned a whole lot of credit in any other facet of being a head coach. So let's start with the negatives about this game. Buffalo's defense was a complete mess outside of a few drives in which they forced a couple three and outs, which you should expect against a team that is supposed to be a division lower than you are, a tier lower than you are. Buffalo allowed 457 total yards to FCS Holy Cross. They made Holy Cross QB Matthew Saluka look like he was an all-American quarterback playing for Alabama. He was 13 of 21, which is 61% completion percentage, for 238 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And he also ran the ball 25 times for 146 yards on this Buffalo defense. And let me put that into perspective for you. The last two quarterbacks from the FCS that UB has played, they have given up a grand total of 191 yards total. I believe 191 yards total in their last two opponents against FCS. And Matthew Sluka came into UB Stadium. This wasn't like it's an away game. This was at UB Stadium and gave up 238 yards and three touchdowns. Another horrible thing for Buffalo was their D-line was that they struggled against an F, they struggled to get any pressure against an FCS offensive line regardless of how good they may or may not be regardless of how experienced they may or may not be they struggled to get after the quarterback they had just two sacks in this game and according to ESPN nobody got any pressures 
and Matthew, Matthew Sluka had time to just pick the secondary apart. Now, yes, while the secondary was vastly improved, you're, you're setting your secondary up to lose when you can't get any pressure on the quarterback, when you can't get to the quarterback. That was a huge problem, and it's going to be a huge problem for the Bulls if they don't get that fixed. Another negative in this game is that the on the, on the offensive side, was the overall lack of a run game. Here in Buffalo, we have been used to watching, at least over the last four or five years, we have been used to watching, or even further than that, we've been used to watching really, really talented running backs run roughshod over the Mid-American Conference. And so far, the Bulls just don't look like they have any guy that's going to be dynamic for them to be that RB1 in the backfield. Yes, they averaged 159 total rushing yards and 5.1 yards a carry. And I would be elated if they did that against an FBS opponent or any opponent in the MAC. However, I feel like they should have been way, way more dominant against an FCS team, ranked or not. They were just simply not opening up enough holes, and the offensive line seemed to struggle against the smaller, less athletic defensive line of Holy Cross. And lastly, for Buffalo, there was too many penalties in this game. A game, The game against Maryland, they did fairly well. I think they had three penalties for 30 yards. But in this game against Holy Cross, they had 10 penalties, which totaled 91 yards. They gave Holy Cross 91 yards in addition to the 457 yards total that they had. That is absolutely unacceptable against an FCS team. And people are absolutely over the, over the moon angry about what's going on right now with the UB football team, and they should be. Because you bring in all this talent, you talk up all this big game, we're going places, we're doing this, we're doing that, and then to give up 37 points to a school that is a tier lower than you, at home, in your home opener, in your second year, when everyone said, oh, just give Coach Mo a full year, a full offseason off, and things will be better. We need to see results, people. And we're not seeing the results here so far. The Bulls are 0-2. And it's not looking real good as this is supposed to be one of their easier opponents on their schedule. Now, even though I have been all doom and gloom so far, it wasn't all bad against Holy Cross as there were a few positives to take away from this game. The first being the absolutely dominating performance of Louisville transfer wide receiver Justin Marshall, who was raved about all offseason by pretty much anyone that follows the UB Bulls. And I got to tell you, against Holy Cross, we saw why. He had, uh, I believe he had five receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns. That is a whale of a game. And not just that, but he had... The two touchdowns that he had were absolutely tremendous. The first touchdown, it was kind of a YOLO ball thrown up there by Cole Snyder. And it was one-on-one coverage on the outside. And Justin Marshall just 
high points the ball and basically just rips it away from the defender. And the second touchdown, it was vastly underthrown by Cole Snyder. And Justin Marshall comes back to the ball and just takes it, not only takes it away from the defender, but with the defender on his back, basically just throws the defender to the ground and runs it in the rest of the way for a touchdown. That was an absolutely incredible catch and probably would have been a sports center catch had the Bulls actually won this game. Another positive, and even though I was talking bad about Cole Snyder, was Cole Snyder, overall his game, he played a very good game. He was 23 of 34 for 68, which is 68% completion percentage, 305 yards and three touchdowns. He also added eight carries for 51 yards. Now, Cole made some big plays with his feet and with his arm, And he did exactly what you would want him to do. He got the ball out of his hand, and he was accurate with it. He was careful with it for the most part. However, he did make some plays in the game that kind of made me scratch my head. And I'm going to go back and rewatch it again just to kind of see if maybe I can see what he sees. But overall, that's the type of game that you want to see out of Cole Snyder. He accounted for 300 and. 56 yards of total offense with his arm and his legs. And that is something that is a very positive sign moving forward. He made a couple of really good plays rolling out to his right and his left. He also had a really good play after a holding penalty on Justin Marshall where he stood in the pocket and the pocket was collapsing. He didn't panic. He showed poise and delivered a very nice ball over the middle for a first down. Plays like that are going to give the young man confidence that he can play at this level and can be successful at this level and will only bode well for the UB Bulls moving forward. Now, at the end of the day, regardless of everything that I have talked about, this is a bad, bad loss against a lower tier opponent and one that cannot happen if you want to be successful in any single season. Coach Moe and his staff have to come up with something and come up with something quickly to get more pressure on the quarterback, on the quarterback to fix his defensive line, to fix his offensive line, and to start winning ball games, or he is going to find himself on the unemployment line very, very shortly. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Remember, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. I love talking UB Bulls football and basketball. I talk Bills and Sabres also right here on this page. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss a video. That's all for this week. Have a fantastic week.